so we're in, a, we're in a series called Interrupted. And really the idea behind the series Interrupted is what are the prayers that we are praying that makes God, um, not makes God, but causes God to respond to us in a way that we have to respond. And last week we talked about what it looked like to have bold prayers. And uh, we had a guest speaker in, uh, Matt Kaminsky came in and he did a great job. Um, a little too good, he won't be back. But... Uh, but he did a great job. Talk about what it means to be bold, like actually praying prayers where you're like, man, if God actually responds to this and I actually get to do this, it's going to call me out of what I'm doing right now into something much more. Because to be honest, we grew up, not many of us prayed very bold prayers growing up, right? As kids, you don't pray very bold prayers. You pray for your food and you pray at bedtime. And I prayed, the only time I really prayed, like really prayed was when I was in trouble. Like, right, when I was in trouble, like I prayed a lot. Like, I was like, dear God, if you love me and you are in heaven, like, make my dad forget that I just did that. Like, I remember I would just, God, please uh, make my dad's arm go numb so he can't spank me. Like, I just, I prayed. Those are probably the most intense prayers that I prayed. But the problem is so many times what happens is we just kind of continue on with that. We kind of continue on with the prayers that we grew up with. We, we have our little wish list of things that we have for God, but it doesn't really get into things that are really going on, except for when maybe it gets a little bit crazy and we're like, whoa, God, my life is going crazy right now. Maybe I need you right now. But it, it's not that those prayers are bad. It's just that we aren't praying prayers that actually cause something of us. They're usually very self-serving and about what I want, not are we asking God to reveal something in our hearts or in our lives that would cause us to take a step forward. So many times we pray prayers that we don't want interruption for. In fact, many of us, I, I would bet to say, pray prayers in certain ways because we really don't want God to interrupt what we've got going on right now. We're afraid he's going to call us into something. And I, I know every young adult has the same two big fears that God's going to call me to serve in some other country and God's going to call me to marry somebody ugly. Those are the two biggest things like I always hear. And we're so afraid of that. And I haven't seen that happen yet. But anyway, just to let you know. But today we're going to be talking about a very dangerous prayer, a prayer that was prayed by a, a kid that was probably about in fifth grade. He's about in fifth grade. His name is Samuel. And Samuel was working in the temple with the priest named Eli. And Eli at that time had very evil sons. Uh, and he was not doing anything to keep them under wraps. And when I say evil sons, uh, these, these guys did a lot of very bad things. But two of the things that they did was when people would come in and give sacrifices. So they would come and they'd sacrifice because that's what you did back then was you sacrificed a lamb or you sacrificed something as repentance from your sin. As the sacrifice was on uh, being burnt up, they would come up and they'd take chunks out of it and go eat it. Like literally the guys, like the person sitting there sacrificing, praying, crying of what they've done. And they would come up and be like, that looks like some good meat right there. And they'd come up and they'd start to eat it. And then on top of it, they would stand at the gates and they would seduce young women. Much worse. And they would literally, they'd come in like, hey, how you doing? I'm a priest. What's up? Like, I don't know if that's a pickup line, but apparently they used it as a pickup line. And so they were in, like, imagine what that would be like. And some of you may have felt that way coming in today. If guys were standing at the outside and as you're walking in, like it was the pastors going, hey, how you doing? Like as they're walking in, you wouldn't feel like that's a place of God. You'd feel the opposite of that. And so God has called them out. God's told Eli, you have to fix your sons or kick them out or do something. Eli has refused to do that. He keep, keeps looking past it. And so God decides to talk to a fifth grade boy about what's going on. And one night Samuel's sleeping 
and he hears this voice. He hears this voice that calls his name and he gets up and he goes into the room where Eli is at. And he's like, hey, did you call me? And Eli goes, no, I didn't call you go back to sleep. So he goes back to sleep and then he hears this voice call him again. And he goes back in. He goes, hey, did you call me? And he goes, no, I didn't call you. But then they heard it a third time. And we'll pick that up in verse eight in first Samuel three. So it says, the Lord called him a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. It says, here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. If someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I'm about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I'm going to carry out all of my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. Reminding you this, this is to a fifth grade boy. This is what's being said. This is a lot. It says, I'm going to carry out my threats against Eli and his family. I've warned them that this judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. Literally, what, was, what did he do? He said, God, I'm listening, speak to me. And the way God responded was not what he probably wanted to hear. But let me just say this. If you've been around church a long time, if you haven't, just if you heard stories, when God speaks audibly in the Bible, is what he calls them to do ever easy? No. It's so funny because I always hear people, man, it'd be so cool if God spoke to me audibly. Nah, probably not. Like, I mean, think about it. I mean, Noah, minding his own business, God goes, build an ark. What's an ark? It's a massive boat that you got to build because there's going to be, you know, a storm and it's going to flood the earth. What's a flood? You don't worry about that. Just build this massive boat. And then on top of it, you're going to have, you know, all these animals come in. I mean, God came to Jonah and he said, hey, I want you to go and tell all these really evil people, tell them that if they don't confess their sins, uh, that I'm going to wipe them out. That wouldn't be fun to do. Go to a front of people and go, hey guys, um, just want to let you know uh, you're evil. And um, God told me to tell you, I'm not saying this, God told me to tell you that if you don't do anything about it, he's going to wipe you out. Like, that doesn't sound like fun. In fact, so much so that he went the opposite way. But imagine being Mary, sitting there, and God wakes you up and says, hey, guess what? You're going to have a son, and he's going to be the Savior. Yeah, I know right now that you're not married and you're a virgin, but it's going to happen. Um, and, and, and I'm sure Mary was like, oh, that sounds so awesome. I'll get in my own reality show. Like, you know, like pregnant with the Lord. Like some, like, I don't know. No, what was Mary like? She's freaking out. People would watch that. But she was freaking out at this time. Guys, every time God spoke and gave an assignment, it was never easy. It was never easy. And every time God speaks, let me promise you this, whenever God speaks, it will require faith to follow it, and it will require you to be stretched in what you're doing. See, that's why we don't like to speak to God. That's why we don't ask God many times to speak to us. Because when Samuel said, God, speak to me, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God didn't go, hey, so Samuel, cool stuff. I'm just going to bless everyone. Everyone's getting a pony. Like, no, that's not what happened. Like, God didn't go, hey, so here's the deal. When you get older, see that girl over there? You're going to marry her. You're going to have two kids. Um, You're going to start your own blog that's a travel blog, and you're going to go around the world and just take pictures and stuff, and people are going to send you money, and that's the way it's going to happen. No, that's not what he said. 
Like that's what everybody's dream is. Like I always hear people, I'm gonna start a blog and travel and people watch it, maybe. What did he say? He said, hey, guess what? Your mentor is um, doing evil things. Um, I'm gonna take him out and you get to take over. That is a tough time. But at the same time, here's what I'm saying. We get to pray the same prayer. Like, but wait, 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 wait. You just told us what God said, yes. But if we choose not to pray that prayer, we are giving up more than what we're losing. See, it's a dangerous prayer and it absolutely will interrupt your life. See, but I I need you to understand, prayer, and we see it in this point, is not just talking to God, but it's listening to Him. It's listening to Him. And this is the part of prayer that we don't get. This is the part of prayer that we normally leave out. Normally it's us speaking very quickly, maybe before we fall asleep or while we're in the car or when we wake up in the morning, but very rarely do we listen. And people are like, well, how do you listen? You pause. You pause. As you look throughout the Bible, one of the main ways God speaks is in a whisper. When one of the main ways God speaks is when that person gets alone, away, away from the noise, away from everything going on, and just spends some time with him. I mean, even Jesus went away to talk to God, and he was Jesus. And so, so many times we spend our lives repeating the same prayers over and over, hoping God will grant it, but we never take the time to listen to what he's actually saying. So the question is, how do we hear that voice? And here's the first thing. We fight we fight to be still. And you must fight to do this because this isn't easy at all. None of us like to be still. In fact, I would bet this, many of you, if you're ever at home alone, you turn something on just to have noise. Like we want noise. We want craziness. We're so used to it that actually the idea of sitting still and in quiet, actually it, 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 it hurts some of us even to think about it. But when you look at Psalm 4610, it says this, it says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Here's what's interesting to me. I mean, think about it. When was the last time you binge watched a show? I mean, you don't have to answer. I did not that long ago. So I'm in the boat with you. Like, this is not a guilt trip. But think about it. Like, when was the last time you binge watched a show? Or maybe the last time you spent at least an hour scrolling on your phone. It's amazing how time passes while you're doing that. Like you look and you're like, oh my gosh, I should be in bed. Or I shouldn't be sitting here on the toilet. But anyway, uh, <laughs> like when was the last time you spent over an hour gaming? Like you're sitting there over that time. And here's the question I asked you. When was the last time you just spent 10 minutes quiet listening to God? When was the last time you just sit there and went, God, I, I don't know if you have anything to tell me now, but I'm just going to listen. See, to truly hear God's voice, we have to slow our pace down. We have to silence the noise in order to listen to it. I mean, Jesus told us, he said, don't be like the Pharisees, the ones that are out in public praying so loud that everybody sees it. He actually told them, hey, go find a remote place. I mean, back in those days, they actually literally had prayer closets you would go into to get away from it all, just so you could focus on what God said. I always hear the, the thing, you know, will I hear the voice of God? Maybe I haven't. Like, maybe you will. Maybe God will be like, hey, break up with Chad. I have a model that's going to come into your life that makes eight figures. No, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen. I've never had that happen. But there are many ways we can hear from God. And one of the main ways that we can do that is from the Bible. Because it's literally called the Word of God. Like, 
if you didn't put those two together. Like, it's called the Word of God for a reason. It's, he tells us so much in there. He speaks to us through it. In fact, if you spend time just reading it, you'll show you things. You're like, oh yeah, I need to change that, or I need to do this, or this should be a part of my life. And God also, and this is really the toughest one for me, God speaks through people. I, I do not like it when somebody else gets a revelation before me. Like, I don't like it when God tells me something, I look past it, but then somebody goes, hey, so I was thinking about this. I'm like, dang it, God. Like, I don't like it. I don't like, here's the one I really don't like. And um, when my wife is that person, it's really annoying. Like, I really don't like it when she's the voice of God. The other day, uh, I called her. And um, so I I spoke this weekend. And just so you know, whenever you speak uh, main stage at Grace Family Church, you will get at least three to four emails of people that are very angry with you for no reason whatsoever. And literally, I got an email, and uh, this is how it started off. He says, I'm going to show you how wrong you are with your message today. Cool. And here's the deal. I'm cool with people disagreeing with me. I just like to have a conversation. But he started off the email, I'm going to show you how wrong you are with your message today. And then he went on to compare me to some people and call me many things. Um, One of them was a racist and a couple other things. And I'm pissed off about it. I'm like, yeah, this guy's a jerk. Like, I'm mad. I send it to my wife. And she writes back. She goes, how? You can tell. This guy's hurting. Come on. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not your response. Your response is, yes, he's a jerk. How awful he is. If I met him in person, I'd kick his butt. That's your response. That's what you're supposed to say to me. But what did she say? She goes, no. How? Look, he says this here, and he says this here. This is a man that's hurting. You should respond. I'm like, no. No. I realized she was right today. And I'm not going to tell her. She's not here, so it's good. Um, But it's true. I'm sitting there going, you know what? That's exactly right. And I do. I need to respond to this person. And hopefully we can have a conversation. Hopefully he can understand things. Because it's more about not being right. It's about helping a person where they're at. But I didn't like the fact that somebody else told me that. Many times we don't like that, do we? We don't like when people do it. But the one we tend to look too much into is God speaking through our circumstances. Like the, a rainbow comes up at this at that time, you're like, I'm supposed to marry that person. No, stop. But many times God, many times we'll do things. God closes doors. And it's a good thing God closes doors. You were dating that door and that was a bad door and you need to stop dating that door. Somebody else can walk through that door. That doesn't need to be you. But God closes doors in our lives. He closes opportunities, he's opened them up. I can't tell you the number of times that I have forgotten something felt like I needed fast food or done something where I've walked into a place and somebody's been like, oh my gosh, Pastor Hal. And I'm like, yeah, crap. And they're like, I was just thinking about coming back to church and you're here. That's a sign. I'm like, yes. Yes, it is. What was that? That was God just using something. That's why I tell my wife, I'm like, I'm going into Taco Bell for God. But here's the problem, and this is what I need you guys to understand. Many times we look so much into circumstances. Uh, if the circumstance goes against the Bible, it's not true. Like if, if the circumstance, oh, that God wants me to do that. It's like, no, but it specifically says it's not in the Bible. Then that's not true. We shouldn't look into it. Usually circumstances already go on top of what we already know and what we knew we should do. Um, I, I get the question always, you know, how do you know it's the Holy Spirit talking to you and not just yourself? Well, let me just say this. If it's so, like the idea of like, I feel like God wants me to bless that person or encourage that person or help that person, it's probably the Holy Spirit. Like the devil's never said, hey, you should go help that person. Like that's never been the devil. But if it's somebody calling you to do something that is good, it's there. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times I felt the need. Man, I just feel like I should reach out to that person. I feel like I should just talk to that person. I feel like I should be praying for that person and finding out later there's something going on. I mean, really, we should be spending time with God, asking God, all right, God, put on my heart the person that I need to encourage. In fact, I would say this, before you walk in these doors on a regular basis, it would be an incredible prayer to go, God, there's somebody I need to encourage in this room. Please show me who it needs to be. There's somebody I need to help in this room, somebody I should be praying for in this room. Please show me who that needs to be. And here's the truth. The more you listen to God's voice, the more you will understand that it's him. But here's the deal. When you pray that way, there is something that goes along with it. We have to be willing to follow through. Many of us pray very dangerous prayers. Many of us pray for God to do many things, but then he tells us and we're like, yeah, not really. Because our prayers can tend to just be wishless, wishless. You know, it, 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 is your prayers like this? I mean, think about it. When you look at your prayers, are your prayers what you would do if you were God? Like, God, please give me this. Please give me this. Please heal this person. Do these things. Is it literally what you would do if you were God? Because if it's just what you would do when you were God, you're not asking God to change you or mold you or show you things. I mean, when was the last time you actually asked God? And this is dangerous. God, just show me if I have any bad motives right now with my life. God, point out any sin that I may have. God, point out any unforgiveness that I have in my life right now. God, please show me that. God, uh, show me this. God, how can I love my parents better? How can I love my siblings? How can I love the people around me? Who should I be encouraging? Because here's the truth. When God shows you something, we have to obey it. In fact, if we don't, he's going to stop talking. That's one of the things we don't understand. So many times we're like, I need God to talk to me. I need God to talk to me. God's like, I talked to you three months ago. You refused to listen. It's, it's kind of like this. There's this game called Catchphrase. And this has caused more arguments in my house than any other game. If you don't know what it is, it's basically uh, you hit the button and a word comes up and it's like hot potato around. And once you, you have to explain the word and then once somebody guesses it, you pass it to the person next to you. Well, there's two types of people in this world. There's people that like competition and there's people that just want to have fun. I'm a competition person, so fun people, I'm like, you're annoying. Like, no, this is for real. I won't go to sleep tonight if we lose catchphrase. And so the way you play the game is you hit start. Oh, it's gonna stop now. It worked this morning. You hit start and it starts beeping and then it starts beeping faster and starts beeping faster and then finally it goes off. But here's what you do. When you play with people that just wanna have fun, um, when they get a, a question they don't know, they get a word they don't know, they just go, oh, I'll just go to the next one. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, that one's really hard. Uh, I think I may know what that one is. I think, oh, uh, no. Uh, Kanye West's wife. Kim Garden. Like, like, literally. And you're like, really? Seriously? But here's what we do. Here's what we do with God. God, show me. Show me what you want me to do. Yeah, I don't want to talk to my friends. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to pray for that person. Yeah, I'm not big about forgiving. Oh, you just want me to show up at that place? Okay, I can do that. That's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. God shows us what he wants us to do. And he says, now you get to do it. Now it's what's in front of you. Is it easy? No. No. That's why the last point is this, is be ready for the challenge. Be ready for the challenge. I mean, think about Samuel, fifth grader. Fifth grader finding out that he's about to take over for his mentor. Finding out that God sees his mentor the way he does. I mean, he's probably looked up to this guy thinking, this guy is something special. This is the guy that I'm following after. And he finds out this is a guy that absolutely doesn't know how to lead. See, God never gave an assignment that was easy to fulfill. 
Like God, God's not just going to give us something to do that's just we could do at any time. God's going to give us something to do that requires him. Like God's going to give us something to do that requires faith. Like God may be asking you right now to go public with your faith at work. God may be asking you right now to ask a friend to come to church. God may be telling you right now that you need to forgive someone. And you're like, but they don't deserve it and they didn't ask for it. And God's like, no, 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 that's not the point. It's about you. And I need you to forgive this person right now. I mean, think about how different our moments would be if every day during the week we stopped and we took the moment and we said, God, speak to me. God, show me. And here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not saying every single time you do that, you're going to have something. I'm not saying every time you do that, it's going to be in that moment. In fact, many times what will happen is if you start your day off that way, later on in the day, you'll feel a nudge. And you'll be like, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. See, we, we don't want to ask God if we're not willing to listen. But I need you to understand this. The only thing that's more dangerous than praying this prayer is not praying it. The only thing more dangerous than, than not doing what not, not praying this prayer is not being in the will of what God wants you to do. God wants to do things in your life. Not only does he want to use you for something, but he wants to heal relationships. He wants to make your family better. He wants to make the people around you better. He wants to make you more influential. But it only happens when we decide to listen and literally speak the prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So that's the choice that we have today. Do we want to know what God wants to do with us or do we want to live our life knowing that what we're doing is not what God's called us to? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for who you are. God, I thank you that you give us the choice to be a part of what you're doing. God, it's incredible every day that we get to do that. God, I pray this week that we would speak bold prayers. God, I pray that we take the time to sit and listen to what you have to say. God, I pray that you would show us to it. And God, if you've told us before, God, please tell us again. Show us the area that we need to work on. Show us the person that we need to love or care for. Show us what we are called to do. God, I pray, um, especially this week, that we bring other people into that to encourage us and help us in those things. God, we thank you so much for who you are. God, we thank you that you continue to give us second chances in everything that we do. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen.